the Protectors of the Wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 75. The police close the free store. The free store on the sidewalk had become a popular community event. The crowd exchanged news of the closing of the stores and the fires in the trailer park. Patty's flowers and Peter's carved figures of the Good Fairy and Santa Claus were disappearing fast. The cake, the zucchini bread, and lemonade were already gone. Tom Winkle's large burlap bags of finger beans and lemon cukes were running low. Phoebe saw Luis and Jasmine come down the sidewalk and maneuver to get close to the table. They emerged admiring an angel and a Santa of their own. Luis! Luis Jasmine! What's all this? I was here before I went home. Then, we were at the fire, and everybody was talking about the charms. What fire? Another trailer burned. Another family homeless. The third one this month. I've got to go up there and visit. Kids we know? No, but... Anybody could be next. What's going on? Electrical fires. The trailers are junk. We're renting junk. Maybe we can collect donations for the families at the toy store. But the stores are closed. Don't worry. I've got a feeling about it. That police inspection was hostile. And the toy store wasn't even open. The public doesn't like it. Look at all these people. And Stephanie's uncle said a TV crew is coming. This is big news. Nico, Gio, and their soccer friends surrounded Phoebe, Jasmine, and Luis. They were all munching finger beans and drinking lemon cukes. Nico squirmed through the crowd until he was next to Phoebe and Luis. Can't we practice in the backyard, even if the stores are closed? Can't Luis ref a few games? I don't think so. For now, we have to take a break. Why are those police bothering us? It's a long story. Let's just leave it alone for now. It's all about the Watchers. Leave it alone, Nico. How about those highway cops parking over there? They don't leave you alone. 
Everybody, hey. Yeah, look out, Phoebe. Maybe you should ease up the streets. Phoebe shook her head. I'm sick of this. The state police car had double parked down the block. Two officers with wide-brimmed hats and gray uniforms walked up the sidewalk and into the crowd. Phoebe recognized Captain Bloward from the night before. Oh, good to see you, gentlemen. I was hoping we'd meet again. It's too much, old man. This time, you're going in. Oh, I know I'm a menace to public safety. I really shouldn't be out on the street. This takes a lot of courage, what you guys are doing. We can all be proud of you. Shut up. You know, it's great to have a job where you can really do good and help people. It's a rare thing these days. Cuff him, Austin. I'm tired of his mouth. The policeman stepped in and with a quick move, cuffed Sammy's hands behind his back. Austin was short and thin and pale. His face expressed no emotion. He looked no one in the eye. <laughs> you must love this job, protecting the public from a monster like me. Captain Bloward approached Patty and said, Patricia Hood, you'll be coming with us. Peter was already walking towards them. Peter Hood, you too. I've never seen you in my life, and yet you know me. Been looking at photos of us? What are we, known criminals? Just go quietly, and we won't bother to cuff you or your wife. What are the charges? Are we under arrest? Do you want to be? Freddy Baez stepped in and displayed his press identification. Uh, uh yeah, I uh, mind to understand that you're gonna hold these people without charges? Where will they be held? We're just gonna have a friendly chat down at the barracks. Don't give us a hard time, Freddy. Why are you nosing around in this business? I'm trying to be nice to these folks. You should try my job someday. George, crouching low, moved in front of Captain Bloward and took three or four pictures in a matter of seconds. Hey, get out of here! George turned and snapped more pictures of Sammy and the Hoods. Last call before I deck you! George slipped back among the people. Call Windeman! Tell him to meet us there! Hey, Austin, grab some of that stuff they're selling. A few toys would be good. Austin walked up to Tom Winkle's area and looked around and continued to Peter's makeshift table in front of the toy store gate. There were no toys left. Nothing here! Hmm. <laughs> grab a few vegetables. Austin looked around and returned empty-handed. Patty walked back to her flower display and scooped up the few remaining blossoms, somewhat bedraggled. She presented the bouquet to the captain. Will these do? The captain stared coldly at her, refusing to take the offering. 
A finger bean suddenly flew out of the crowd and slapped into Captain Blower's cheek. What the God in heaven? He stood at high alert, staring into the crowd. Sweat gleamed from his cheek and neck. His eyes moved frantically. Just let me get my hands on... Another bean bounced off his head from behind. He turned around as if he were being attacked. The sound of laughter broke out, stopped, and began again in another part of the crowd. Soon the laughter was general, coming from every direction, and more beans flew. The captain grabbed Patty and Peter by the elbow and pulled them hurriedly toward the car. Peter shook his hand off, but continued walking quietly. Austin took Sammy by the elbow and hustled him along. The boys on skateboards, the girls and their friends, even the adults, all followed at a distance. Once his prisoners had been pushed into the back seat with Austin riding shotgun, Captain Blower ran back toward the crowd, looking for a victim to punish. But the boys had foreseen this maneuver and were already scattering at a safe distance. The captain was unwilling to arrest a girl or an adult. Meanwhile, Freddy Baez talked with Sammy through the window and George madly snapped pictures of the action. The crowd rolled forward like an avalanche and surrounded the police car. Captain Blower saw his mistake and ran back, pushing people out of the way like a football player. He jumped into the driver's seat and gunned the motor. Only then did the people retreat. The red lights flashed. The siren wailed. Captain Blower screeched the car into a U-turn and roared down Bridge Avenue toward Main Street. Dream, I saw the headlight, and I know I'd run. I was blinded by the headlight, and I know I'd run. Night, my truck was coming. Why does Highway 61? I could see it in the distance. Ten thousand wheels around the bend. Distance, ten thousand wheels round the band. Locking out the moon and the sunlight. Don't know where it's gonna end. All night my truck is coming, biggest mountain rolling by. All night my truck is coming, biggest mountain rolling by. Hear the people cry
Birds and the trees Avalanches moving Through the houses and the trees Lord, won't you help your children? Lord, help us if you please Oh, hurricane screaming Blowing wild across the land Oh, hurricane is screaming Blowing wild across the land The water, water's coming Lord, give me your right hand In a dream I saw the headlines And I know Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.